Triple M Rocks Sunday Arvo Footy. For Harvey Norman Home Appliances. Uh, in relation to the Parramatta board being sacked on Monday, the Deputy Premier of New South Wales is Troy Grant. Troy, welcome to Sunday Triple M NRL. Good morning and afternoon. Fair income, you've had a busy couple of weeks. You've had the dish lickers to deal with. Now you've got this. <laughs> Have you been home at all? Yeah, I'm not sure what I did, but uh, obviously tough times and tough decisions and government try to avoid at every cost being involved in this sort of thing and hope industry and the clubs and, and whatever else can sort these sorts of issues out. But ultimately, if they can't, well, the, the grown-ups need to come in and, and uh, make the decisions necessary on behalf of the people. So, Troy, just tell us, what exactly are you going to do? Yeah, so there's uh, been approaches and requests made of me as the Minister to um, look at Section 41A of the Regis Clubs Act uh, to seek uh, clarification and advice, uh, which sits with the Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority Board, as to whether, under that section, a temporary administrator can be appointed to the Parramatta Leagues Club uh, if they've failed to effectively govern the club. Uh, the issues um, that have brought this to a head have obviously been well documented a lot between the footy club and the leagues club itself. Uh, the issue being that they have a common board. So to be a member of the footy club, you've got to be a member of the registered club. Uh, so therefore, there's a, a lot of issues that people are putting forward to bringing the club into disrepute and where they don't believe the club is being effectively governed. And I'm seeking that urgent advice from the ILGA uh, board. And ultimately, we'll have that hopefully tomorrow uh, for them to then meet. And the decision lies with them, the power for me to ask for the request has been exercised and, and for them to meet uh, urgently to determine the matter. So we've seen three independent groups put in or raise the, uh, the, the petition numbers to petition an extraordinary general meeting. They got the numbers quite clearly under the Parramatta Constitution. Uh, an extraordinary general meeting should have been called, but the Parramatta mm. Board has, has knocked that back. Is that, is that a, a, an indication of just how off the pace these guys really are? Look, it's certainly indicative, and that's what the, the ILGA uh, board will determine as to what will constitute what is effective governance and what is not. And there's other issues about some of the expenditure that may be going into vexatious litigation and, and other things where essentially it's the members' money and the members' interests that aren't being met. And that's yeah. incumbent on any board member. They have a duty of responsibility to those members. They're there on behalf of the membership, not there on behalf of themselves. Mm. So they, they always have to take the the decisions uh, for the entity, being the Leagues Club, which is uh, only a body um, by way of its membership. And what about, Troy, the, uh, the fact that the club and the Leagues Club and the members have actually funded the appeals so far from uh, the, the Board of Directors or the, or the Gang of Five, so that they're so-called? And uh, Is that something that you could also take control of? Well, look, the, the whole uh, operation and, and governance of the club will be uh, examined and taken into consideration. This isn't uh, something that's done uh, very easily or at a whim. It's something that's given uh, a lot of thought and particularly legal advice, and, and that's what the ILGA uh, board have, is their eminence uh, in their knowledge of, of this industry and what is required. And there's conditions of being a mem of being a director, sorry, of being a fit and proper person, and there's various aspects to it. So I, I think the message more broadly across the Parramatta Footy Club and Leeds Club community is one that they want this resolved and, and I've been inundated with texts from uh, mates of mine who are members of the club uh, saying that I'm doing the right thing and thank you and this is a relief and, and, and various things like that. Uh, so I understand there's a fair bit of sentiment and ultimately if the, the membership call on me as the Minister to refer this to ILGA, which I've done, 
well, then I have a responsibility to act, as I said yesterday, without fear or favour in that regard. So Monday, it looks like you you hope that you can get this moving along. Like, what's the timeline now as far as Parramatta fans seeing some change at the way the club is operating at the moment? Well, that, that's to be determined and, and effectively I'm to be advised by the ILGA board in that regard. It's, uh, there's obviously investigations currently on foot by Liquor and Gaming New South Wales and also the New South Wales Police in regards to a whole lot of issues, uh, some of those stemming out of the NRL's investigation that have been referred so all that needs to be carefully considered in the mix. Uh, so you don't want to disrupt those investigations of potential and alleged wrongdoing uh, with the broader uh, decision about governance. But in some forms, that will help inform uh, their advice and decision and depends on the complexity of that. Uh, we hope to have a decision, at least an indication, uh, as quick as possible. Uh, so the advice should be to meet by tomorrow. Uh, I'll ask the, the ILGA board to convene as soon as possible to consider the material and what they need to determine and have a decision back uh, as soon as possible because the longer this goes on is in, not in the interest of the Parramatta Leagues Club and, and consequently the footy club. And, uh, and hopefully the decision uh, will, uh, will come to the fore. And, but I'll just urge all the directors. I've obviously, as reported in the papers today, I've received a, a letter from Steve Sharp, the chairman, uh, who's encouraging me to appoint an administrator, uh, who's resigned his position and, and urging the other directors to take the same course of action in the interest of the Leafs Club. We understand that it's a, you know, it's a lot to do with the Leafs Club and the running of that and uh, the implications there, but will you have open communication in relation to the footy club and the NRL? Well, the, the decisions relating to the footy club sit with the NRL, ultimately, not with government and not with um, the Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority. The the correlation between the two is because of the structure that they are a common board. So to be a board member of the footy club, you need to be a board member of the leagues club. And there's certainly some strict conditions and requirements on your conduct, behaviour and, and how you perform your job under the Registered Clubs Act uh, in that regard. So if you call into question your behaviour for the leagues club perspective, then that has a direct consequence on your membership as a footy club member. So a uh, director, sorry. So... Uh, they're the issues and complexities of this uh, situation that need to be uh, considered. The last time this administrator was put into place was a couple of years ago. I think it was 2012 uh, in regards to the club in Marrickville. So it's not something that's utilised often, but there is precedent and uh, it's something we have to carefully consider. Troy, how serious are these charges? Well, this investigation before these charges, but if the Parramatta... Uh, board has been found to have done some of the allegations uh, or, uh, that the NRL has, has come up with to, to uh, justify their decision to, to strip them of points. Is it, is it a fine for the individual members? Is it a jail term? Like, What sort of penalties would they face if, if such allegations are correct? Look, uh, I don't want to compromise the investigations in any way, uh, Kenny, but the, the, the police don't get involved uh, if there's matters unless they're very, very serious um, that carry terms of imprisonment and other things. So what's potentially been alleged and committed there is of that serious nature. And, and then the, uh, the liquor and gaming component both have the ability to impose fines and or uh, put people before the courts on more serious matters as well. So it's a, an interwoven, very, very complicated type of investigation. That's why liquor and gaming New South Wales are working very closely with the police force and and now the ILGA board would need to look at the broader governance issues in regards to uh, the, the call, essentially, on them uh, to act in the best interests of the membership, which seems to be 
uh, being ignored by too many of the directors. And, and hopefully, uh, Parramatta is a wonderful club, both leagues-wise and footy club, and they, they really need to unite and, and sort of rip the Band-Aid off this sort of situation because if, if it keeps going around and around and around, it's not in anybody's interest. And, and my responsibility as the minister in this area is to look after the members, and, and that's what uh, I'll, make, I'll make sure happens. Parramatta is a slightly different club than other member clubs. They, uh, unlike other clubs, the, the, the running of the NRL team is actually done by the Leagues Club board, not the Football Club board. So is there any possibility, if once Liquor and Gaming have gone through their investigation, the police have gone through theirs, that whatever penalties or uh, impo- like anything you impose on the, on the, uh, the club can, can impact the NRL team? Or will that, is that kept completely separate? Uh, there's be two streams to that, and I'm not um, privy to the specific allegations other than what you read in the media media and or what I've been briefed on by more of a global position. Uh, So there's uh, potential allegations of criminality under the Crimes Act by individuals uh, in their capacity within the Leagues Club, and that also uh, crosses over to uh, potential criminal allegations from the footy club operations. And and uh, then there's, you know, management and governance type issues, which it's more in the liquor and gaming area that may have been breached under the Register Clubs Act and other associated acts. So it's, it's very complex. It's like a big web of, of uh, information that the, the agencies need to carefully sift through. And, and everybody is entitled to um, the presumption of innocence and, and all those sorts of things that need to be respected as well. So it has to be done properly uh, and because people's lives, reputations are often at stake here. Uh, but ultimately, the the way this is moving, the culture that's out there at the moment is swirling around and, and it's really not helpful for any individual. And again, from the my ministerial position, it's the, the members of the Leagues Club that are my priority in this situation with the obvious recognition of the knock-on effects into the Rugby League Club itself. Troy, if you are successful on Monday and you do make those changes and an administrator does uh, come in, can then you call uh, a, an, an AG, an annual general meeting, uh, because you do know that there are three parties willing to take up those positions on the board, and can you make that happen and transition quicker once you're in control? Well, those determinations are left with the administrator in conjunction with the, the governing authority, which is the Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority Board. So those will be discussions and, and arrangements that are made at that level. Uh, that won't be a, a government decision. Good on you, Troy. Thank you so much for Thank your you, time, Troy. mate. Welcome, guys. Have a great day. There is Troy Grant, the uh, New South Wales Deputy Premier.